Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and sitting here to my left in The Pew is my co-host and good buddy victor adams what's up buddy i'm doing good i'm excited about today's show i am too man it's on selfishness so i'm fixing to turn your mic off we're all professionals on that yeah (laughs) no 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 no, no, no. no. i'm turning yours off it's 27 (laughs) minutes of strictly john edwards (laughs) yeah we pulled that out of the bag of sins uh before we walked in here today and i am excited about this i'm shot out of a cannon this morning because i have a phd in selfishness actually a double bachelor and a Mm -hmm. phd it's something from my previous life and I still struggle with every day. So, and this is one of those topics where, you know, you don't have to prepare for it. It's something that we all struggle with. And, and, you know, I think it'd be hard. You'd be hard pressed to find someone out there that didn't struggle with selfishness, selfishness each and every day. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was kidding about turning off your mic. You could say more words. That's why I was, I thought I was talking and then, yeah, I didn't hear myself, but yeah. (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's just amazing to me that, you know, there's some, there's some sins out there that just seem like it's they're the root of all the other sins, whether it's pride or selfishness. And, you know, you really can trace that back to Adam and Eve, you know, with with God saying, hey, don't do this. And they said, well, I kind of want to do that. And he mm-hmm. said, don't do this. And then they said, no, we're going to do this because that's what we want. And, you know, I was, I was telling uh, somebody earlier that I wish I had a time machine and just go back and you know, hit Adam over the head with something, throw him in the bushes and or, take his place. Or build like a privacy fence around the tree. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's like right. Yeah. save us a lot of trouble here. Yeah. But you know, this is one that, you know, you can you can really you can trace it back almost as an innate desire of our hearts to do what we want to do all the time. Like for instance, you know, go up to a toddler, three or four year old that's playing with a toy and take it from them. And what's the first thing you're gonna hear? Mine. Mm-hmm. Give me that back. Mine. And as adults, I think we still have that buried deep within inside of us is I want my way. I, I, I want to do the things I want to do. And, and if I don't get in my way, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure everybody knows it. And, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to control. You know, it's, it's, it's in direct, um, it's directly against everything that Jesus came and taught us, you know, how we should live. Yeah. Well, I mean, selfishness is, like you said, is deep, deeply rooted in us. Like there's so many things where we may not be aware of that we choose over someone else. Yeah. And and uh, when we get to that point, uh, we sometimes fight for it and we realize why 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 are people not want to be with me? You know, why why is people why are people like arguing against me? This is they should see clearly why we need to do this. Yeah. And that creates conflict. It does. It does. And it's you know when it, it's hard to realize a lot of times until you're until you're 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 done with it, right? When mm-hmm. you're when you've chosen yourself over someone else and you know, we're coming up on Thanksgiving right now, and, and you know that one of the most, the most popular shopping day of the year is Black Friday. And that, to me, was one of the first things when I started thinking about this topic and this time of year is, you know, how many how many years in a row have you heard that people are lining up to go shopping at like midnight or whatever the time the doors open is now? But every single year you hear of three or four cases across the country where people are getting trampled, stomped on, killed in a Walmart mm-hmm. going to pick up like a My Little Pony or something. Yeah, it's like a mob mentality to, yeah. just to get something that has a price tag to it. Right, yeah. and it's just, selfishness, It's just it seems like such a um, manifestation of evil in a lot of ways because we just, in those moments of selfishness, you just go to this place where 
it doesn't matter what about anything else. It doesn't matter about anybody else. It's it's what I want now, and that's that's what our society has created. If you look around, there is less and less concern every day for other people, for other people's points of view, for what people think, for feelings, anything. It's I want this. I want to wear these clothes. I want to go this place. I want to drive this car, and I'm going to do whatever I can to get what I want. And it doesn't matter if it hurts you in the process. And you know, we as men, I think, really, really struggle with this. Mm-hmm. I know I do. You know, in my past, we've we've talked about this on, you know, uh, several times, and, and it's been on the Catholic Cafe when I was on there with Deacon Jeff a couple times. But you know, I struggle with drugs and alcohol, and I won't bore everybody with the with the story. You can go to just a guy on the pew dot com, and it's on there on the front page if you want to watch that witness talk. But you know, those drugs and alcohol they change my personality, and they really enhance that selfishness. I can remember so many times where. Angela would say, hey, let's go do something. And I'd say, no, no, I'm, I'm good. And I would just sit on the couch every night because I had my beer and my drugs and my whatever was on TV, and it was it was all about me. And even fights with money. You know, there were times where, you know, Angela works full-time just like I did, and and she would need stuff for the kids or go spend a bunch of money, and I would get mad about it. I would say, hey, what are you doing spending all that money? Why did, did we need that? Why did you spend that? As if it was only my money. You know, and it was it, it caused a lot of problems. So that's why I said earlier I've got a PhD in selfishness because it is something that I still struggle with day to day, every day still. You know, it just it just telling yourself no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well, going back to that story you said. Mm-hmm. So when did it? Obviously, there's a time where you kind of made the connections, but you probably didn't act on it. Right. We may be like, gosh, I'm really being a selfish jerk. You yeah. know, but then you're like, well, forget it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it. Were there moments of time where you saw that or was it just all of a sudden, like you got to the point where you realized I need to change my life after that, you know, in that witness talk you're talking about yeah. where you found yourself in the jail cell or was it the small points that were building up to that? Well, I never felt I was a selfish jerk. I thought I was a nice guy that should get my way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. That's, That's right. right. Well, I'm so nice. Why are you being mean? No, but, uh, it just, you know, it took a long time to get over that. Like I stopped doing drugs and all that stuff and, and really drinking like I was, but that change of personality was always underlying there. Mm-hmm. That was, that enhanced something that was already in me that's in all of us. And you know, what I had to start doing was just as, as Jesus says, you know, you must, if whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. You know, that's in, is, in Mark eight thirty four, I think. Which is a profound statement because you really right. look into those words What's that? What it is saying is that you have to like deny yourself, being that you're not as important as you think you are. Right, right, and it's just that's a ploy of the devil to make you think that you need these things. And if you think about it, that is we deny ourselves such joy and such peace, and and, and the feelings you get for doing for others are so much more. Um, just they're greater than any feelings you get for self fulfillment. You know, it's it, it's. It's, I think that's a reason why a lot of times you feel guilty after you've gotten your way. You, a lot of times we know that these we're doing these things, but we, we, we set it to the side in our mind because we know our ultimate goal is to get what we want. Mm-hmm. But almost every time, if you're honest with yourself afterwards, you feel guilty and you feel like a jerk because you go, you know what? Yeah, I got what I wanted, but I, that fulfillment, that sense of fulfillment's not there. Like, right? I should feel better than I do. Right. And what that is, is that's what a lot of people call your conscience, but that's the voice of Jesus in your heart saying, look, I mean, are you happy now? Are you really, are you really happy? You know, getting what you want isn't the most important thing in life. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so much more waiting there when you will, if you will just 
open your heart to experiencing, being open to experience living for others. I mean, that's in the, the Bible talks about it a bunch. You know, there's I, I looked at these, you know, before we started the show and, you know, from Philippians chapter two, verse three and four, do nothing out of selfishness or out of vainglory, rather humbly regard others as more important than yourself, each looking out not for his own interest, but for those of others. You know, that's just one verse. There's first Corinthians 10, 24. No one should seek their own adverse, their own advantage, but that of his neighbor. You know, and then finally with James 3.16. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every foul practice. Mm-hmm. And that's one I put a start by because I think that's what's wrong with the world. Everybody's so unhappy. They're so just walk around miserable, it seems like, all the time. And it's because when we're putting our own selfish desires above everyone else in the world, we're, we're setting ourselves up to be for disorder in everything that we do. Well, and, and, you know, in the Old Testament, there was that the shame and honor code. So in order to have honor, you had to have power, wealth, and prestige, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you get that? By either taking something from somebody else or, or verbally, you know, abusing them, you know, mm-hmm. like just making fun of them. And so when you were ashamed, you lost more respect. You lost more power, right? But Jesus came and totally flipped that on the on upside down, right? Mm-hmm. And what he said is that you give yourself to your neighbors. You know, that's why the, the Pharisees and, and the scribes are so confused. Like, who is my neighbor? What are you talking about? You yeah. Know? He's like, your neighbor is everybody. Yeah, exactly right. Zechariah, the guy next door. That's right, yeah. <laughs> the tax collector. You there you know, go. The, the Sumerian. So. No, it's, you're exactly right. I mean, Jesus' message is in, it's, it's in the direct opposite of everything else in the world in that time and in this time. And I think that's an important thing to look at. You know, I think we have a tendency, and we've talked about it before on the show, when we read the Bible, we look at it as just black words on a white page, or we look at it as if it's a story written for someone else, and we're just, you know, flying at 20,000 feet and looking over at what's going on. Right. Oh, this is the great histor- historical document. Right. But it's not. It's Right. It's it applies to life, life lessons, yeah. And that's why if you look at the center of all Jesus' message, of course it was love. But you look at the different the different things that he said, you know, like we said, deny yourself, pick up your cross, um, put others first, treat others as you would want to be treated. Um, do not build up your riches here on earth. I mean, everything that he talked about was self-sacrifice. You know, lay down like the, the young man, the rich man that walked up mm. to him and said, I've done everything you've asked. I've done the commandments, you know, followed all the Ten Commandments. What is there left? And Jesus says, leave everything you have and follow me. And he can't do it. Mm. And that's, that's, I think... That's important to look at because this topic, selfishness leads to everything else, right? Selfishness leads to lying. It leads to, um, you know, all kind of different sins. I mean, it's 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 sort of like if you were looking at a, at a family tree of sin, mm-hmm. you could put selfishness at the top and just watch the other branches come out below it. And it's something that if we don't identify on ourselves and start to deal with, we're never going to be able to move into the life that Christ wants us to. You know, you asked me a few minutes ago, what, um, how did I change? Well, I kept trying to pursue Christ. You know, I started reading more, praying more, going to daily mass, and those were all great things, but they were, they were checking boxes. Like, they, they were an effort, and a good effort to try to change, but it wasn't until I started making the, the hard decisions in my life, you know, the ones that, 
that make you feel like you're really going to die. You know, I mean, I don't know if you can look back at this too. I'm sure you can, but you know, I think back to my youth and, and there was something that I wanted, right? Whatever it was, some toy or a video game or just something that I wanted oh, my way. Big wheel. Right. I wanted something. to do has a big wheel and my neighbor had it and I didn't get it. Yeah. But next, I had one too. But so I got later. <laughs> yeah, I got for like like the next holiday, whatever. But yeah. But yeah, it was or X Wing Fighter and I my dad's trying to tell my dad X Wing Fighter, Star Wars is what it looks like, and he gave me a dime cast. Mm-hmm. You know, X Wing Fighter, oh, and yeah. I was so disappointed because Did you, like, you know, punch him or something. No, no, I was. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I could tell. You know, he was so happy. He's like, "I found this for you," and I'm like, yeah. "This isn't what I want." You know, yeah. and that's how we get that that selfishness comes out because you build yourself up to what to expect because yeah. it's a it's an attachment, right? When you form attachments to things, guess what? They take ownership of you. Yeah. So instead of you being owners of them. Because if, if you're an owner of something, then you give it away freely, right? But if it's attached to you, that's when that, that, that toddler instinct of mine. Yeah. This is mine. You can't borrow it. You can maybe look at it, but don't touch it, you know, kind of. And that, yeah, you're exactly right. And that's the danger of some of those sins like this, like, you know, anger and, and selfishness. There's something that, that takes hold of you. It's almost as if you're being possessed in sometimes, where, you know, you get so angry sometimes that, like, these thoughts go through your head and it's just this rage of emotion. Like it's pretty much rage yeah. and it hits. And like, if you're, if you're smart enough to control it, you're going afterwards. Wow. Where did that come from? And it's the same way with selfishness. Cause we, I know there's been times where I get so mad that I didn't get in my way. And it may be over something stupid. Like, you know, as an adult, you get in the car and let's go all eat together. Let's go have a great time. Family time, spend time together. You get in the car. Where do you want to go? And everybody's like, well, I want seafood or I want Mexican. And I've done this a million times. Nope, don't want that. Nope, don't want that. Nope, don't want that. Nope, nope, nope. What do you want? I don't know. Well, why don't we go somewhere we want to go? I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. And you don't even know where you want to go, but all you know is you want what you want, even though you don't know what you want. Right. And it's 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 just sometimes you get in those, those. it seems like those few sins can just, the devil just uses to just jump in you. And and you can look at the aftermath a lot of times. And you know there's doors slamming and, and your wife's in another room and the, Kids are upstairs crying, and you're going like, "What just happened?" And mm-hmm. and it's out, all out of, you know, immaturity and selfishness, and and it's something that even when you think you've got a hold on it, it can rear rear its ugly head at any time. Yeah, it's something that's one of those things we have to work on every day. And the way I've personally tried to work on it is whenever I hear not only, you know, speaking the words, but thinking of these words. Anytime a thought comes through my mind that starts off. I, me, I want, mine, any of those things, I stop and I try to look at it and say, okay, what is this? What is this? Is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? What's the motivation to what I'm trying to do? Right, exactly. Because if you can start doing that, if you try to be present and know and feel that onslaught coming and step out of it, that's where you begin to transform. As a disciple, now, all these other things you can do are great. But I think the reason that Jesus spoke so so many times to, to selfishness in so many ways is because he was trying to identify selfishness as one of the biggest roadblocks in our path to becoming the Christian that, that he wants us to be, the disciple and the person we were created to be. Is that If we can't get past that, then we're never going to be able to go forward in, in, in the path that, that we're trying to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I have a story 
you know, and with your permission. Oh, I know okay. we're talking about selfishness, yeah. Uh, all right, let me see. Sorry. Mind me, I... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I was thinking about it. You know, when, when was the moment I was the most selfish as an adult? You know, I, we all can think of things that we did when we were a kid, right? So, you know, in 1999, I graduated college, and uh, I went to a mission trip in South Africa. And so it was kind of like, we got on buses, we, we got to do the tourist thing and everything else. But we went to this one, it was a township, really was a shanty town, which is just corrugated metal and scrap wood and then cardboard for the flooring. I mean, it was a very uh, minimal housing, if that, you know. And and for someone coming from America with such wealth and being 21, your concept of yourself is diminished quickly, you know, <laughs> because you're going, wow, people are living this way and they're smiling, they're happy. Yeah, and I remember we were going to go visit a school that was there, and it was not in like a center block thing. It was in old abandoned buses, and this lady who lived there started a foundation of where these kids need to be educated uh, in this township, and so she ran a school out of these old buses. And as I was walking back, I was uh, obviously thinking about it, and there's a gentleman on the on the path. He looked at me, says, "You know what are y'all doing here?" And just questioning, not not being confrontational. I said, well, we're, we're looking, we're trying to figure out, you know, what we can do to help out. He goes, what can you do? You know, and I was like, well, I don't know. He's like, well, no, why are you here? What are you doing? What are you going to learn from it? And that was that, that a process of kind of understanding, okay, this guy wants to know, this is not a trip. You're here for a reason. You know, what can you do to make a difference? And my selfishness of saying, well, this is just a trip. I'm having fun. You know, we're just going, I'm, I'm got a stamp on my passport to where I had that concept of going, this is bigger than myself. You know, and I honestly told him, he says, I don't know what I can do. I said, but I can tell a story. He's like, we'll tell a story, but, but know that there's people here that are hurting, you know? And, and that's kind of where my mind went to something where, okay, I used to be so selfish in the sense of where something bad would happen. And I'd be like, well, glad that didn't happen to me. And then move on. Mm-hmm. But now when I hear things, I go, that's such a, that's terrible. That's tragic. What can I do to make sure this never happens again? And I think when you remove yourself from what's affecting me and you see what is affecting others, you know, you become more empathetic. Right. You know? I mean, you, you are truly concerned about the person next to you or your neighbor, regardless of distance. Right. And um, that was a big light bulb for me at 21. I mean, thank goodness I was able to learn at such an early age that I am not as important as I think I am. See, I was thinking, like, I can't believe you were selfish for that long of your life. Oh, I was, <laughs> I know, yeah. No, you're exactly right, though. That's that is one. That's a great story, and, and it really goes to show you that we've got to find a way to lift the veil or, or you know, I keep thinking while you were talking of, of like, you almost sound like you were unplugged. You yeah, know, like the movie totally. The Matrix, you yeah. know, like we're – where he's in the movie and, and he thinks everything's real and this is the way things are and then somebody comes along and gives him this pill right. and all of a sudden he realizes he's in a computer controlled world and that's that's the same thing with what you're talking about is you know we we're so the world tries to groom us to be self involved and it's all part of consumerism it's you know they, they because of television and social media and all these influences that we have from every direction on our life about hey you should have this mm-hmm. just because you should have it. It's not because you want it, but you, you deserve this. And, right. and you know, if you don't have it, you should be upset about that. And it, there's just all these messages that are coming 
right in front of you and also subliminally that makes me worry about our children too, you know, because they're getting this stuff more than ever. But that's, we have to break out of that, that mind control almost Mm -hmm. of just of, of this me first, what I want. It's just not the way of, of, of a Catholic, a Christian of Jesus, you know, and that's, that's why he has told us so many times in the Bible, there's so many verses in there like we talked about that, that bring our attention to this. Well, I know you've seen the bumper sticker says, he who dies the most toy wins, right? Toys yeah. in the plural. Yeah. And you kind of wonder, what kind of person, want, first of all, buys that and then puts it on their car? <laughs> you know, you, really, what, what message are you sending to people? Not, not even if you do have children, what right. message are you sending as a as a parent, as an adult? Right. I mean, that's the thing for someone that had the light bulb finally come on. You read into that and you say, well, there's something really troubling that that individual. Right. You know, he's not free. Something's really like an attachment or something has him to where maybe he grew up not having much. And then now his whole goal is to have everything he wants. Right. So. And that's and that's I think that's the reason why you see Christianity um, I don't want to say on the decline, but it's 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 not what it was at one time with numbers and, and, and the importance to our culture is because it is all about, you know, getting the job I want so I can buy the things that I want and do the things I want to do. It's 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 taken second second place in a culture that is all about me. And that's what our job is as disciples and hopefully with this show and, and anything else that we're doing, you know, here by picking up the mantle of a disciple is is to try to break people out of this. You know, we've, you know, whether it's just anybody in the church, you've been given a responsibility. You know, if you're going to church every Sunday and you're, and you're, you know, you're taking the sacraments as a Catholic and you're doing all these things, that's not, that can be, you don't want that to turn to selfishness too, mm-hmm. only for you. The reason that you've been given those graces, that you were blessed with that in your life is so you can then go and wake up other people and show them the beauty of our faith and show them the way of Jesus Christ. And, you know, it's, it's easy when we're doing such good things and we're we're checking those boxes and you're counting your week back and going, man, I went to this and I did that and I went to adoration five times and it's easy for that to become selfish, right? That that's that's just for me and to grow in my own holiness. And the you know the litany of humility speaks to that. Our you know the prayer of the litany of humility at the end when it says, let other people grow in holiness as long as I grow into holiness that I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. You're putting other people's holiness first. And, and that's the kind of mi- the mindset we have to have as Catholics is, is look, this is, you know, for years we, we built schools and we've, we've built hospitals and, and we help contribute Charities. to society. Yeah, yeah. orphanages, yeah. And, and we've got to be careful that we don't allow ourselves to become closed off and say, this is our faith. You know, this is the time in this, this, this culture and this society that it needs us more now than ever. And one of the main chief reasons is because of the selfishness in the world. So we've got to be wary of that on our own. And you can do things, you know, people would say, well, what do I do? And there's probably people thinking out there right now, well, how do I, how can I start combating this? And it's like anything else. You know, if you try to eat the whole pie, you're going to get stuffed pretty quick and you're going to give up. You got to take small bites. You know, you can do things like when you're at mass and you're getting out of the pew to go to communion, back up and let the people that are further in the pew go in front of you. You know, do simple things. You know, open the door for somebody. You know, always put on the forefront of your mind to ask somebody what they want when you're in their company, what they would like to do. You know, uh, I'm going to start trying to do that with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not turn my mic off. There, there you go. Right. Yeah, well, I didn't this time. Oh, I, mean, yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. reach the switch. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I mean, what do you think are some things that people could do 
in your opinion, to, that you've done or that you're thinking about doing to combat selfishness in your life? Well, I mean, pretty much on the same list of you, what you listed off. It's, um, you know, when, when for me, it's so funny because I've learned that I can eat any spectrum of food, you know, so I'm always like, you know, ask the kids first, you know, Christy first, what is it that you want to do? And I just kind of usually go along with it or follow because I, that's just how I am now, you know. Um, now, there's a few times where I would like to have um, my way, but I have to m- make sure that it's, you know, in line with what, if it's my turn or whatever, you know, yeah. call, you know, to have have a suggestive place to go. But, um, you know, just like you said, small things first. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't start off going, well, I'm going to fast for a whole week for forgetting, you know, for converts. Um, that's, like you said, that's a big pie. Yeah. Too much to go on there. Uh, maybe do like small 15 minutes of holy hours, you know, if you want to go to the adoration chapel, do 10, 15 minutes um, mm-hmm. and say, help me be less self-consumed. Right. Um, you know, anything that can kind of change the world around you is best to do. If you look biblically, you know, at all this stuff, Obviously, Jesus is the first person we want to look at. He was selfless, not selfish, but selfless. But also, there's there's Paul, right? I mean, all the beatings, the the whippings, the the arrests, the the eventual stonings, beheadings, yeah, yeah, stonings, yeah. everything he took to put bringing other people to Christ first. And one of my favorite verses in the Bible is Galatians two twenty, and he says, "Yet I live no longer I, but Christ lives in me. And so far as I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God." who has loved me and given himself up for me. If you notice in that first line, he says, yet I live no longer I. That's speaking directly into what we've talked about this whole show, is we've got to get to the point, we're living for others, we're living for Christ, and in the way of life that Christ taught us is what's important to us, not what we need, what we want, putting other people first, just as St. Paul did. You know, and he's got one other, he says in here in Acts twenty twenty four. yet I consider my life of no importance to me, if only I may finish my course and the ministry I received from the Lord, Jesus, to bear witness to the gospel of God's grace. Mm. That's what it's about, is putting him first. To finish and, our course. Right, yeah. finish the course. So, you know, I just hope everybody out there has, has gotten a little help from this today. And, and uh, you know, I hear the music now. So, you know, this is for old Tom Dorian out there. Uh, you know, all you future and uh, your saints and future saints, we're ready to close here. So we're going to close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, selfishness is a sin we all struggle with. Help us to keep the desires and needs of others in the forefront of our hearts and minds. Give us the strength to live in your your selfless ways. Place the desire within us to courageously deny ourselves so that we can then carry the cross in honor of you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.